Hulu is coming in hot this month with new shows, new movies, and all new seasons of your faves. Don't miss FX's Clipped, the story of one NBA team's racial reckoning, starring Lawrence Fishburne. Stream a new season of Shorzy, the underdog hockey comedy that might just knock your teeth out. Then catch the high-speed drama Ferrari, starring Adam Driver and Penelope Cruz. Kick your streaming into high gear this month with so much new stuff to watch on Hulu. What's up, you guys? Welcome to the July 4th edition of the Roto-World Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm Mike Gallagher. Got some uh, interesting news to, today, this morning, with uh, Kevin Durant, man. I can't believe it. And with me to break all this down, so much to break down, is Ryan Kanas. What's up, man? Happy 4th. Uh, to you, too, man. The rich got richer today. I'll say. So, I'm sure everyone heard Kevin Durant is on a two-year with a player option for the second on a $54.3 million deal. Uh, man, uh, I, I just can't believe what a Curry, Clay. Iguodala, KD, Draymond lineup is going to do, and I was joking around saying they're going to score like 160 on the Rockets. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's going to be nuts, and what, what you got to think about, too, is how scary they're going to be defensively. I mean, this is just, they're, <laughs> that foursome right there, I don't even care who you put around them, it's just deadly. You got to imagine that Vegas's odds are going to be like 2-1 to one at the start of the season. To win it, it's actually it's four to five. <laughs> Is it four to five? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They were. Um, well, I want to say three to two coming in, and then after the KD thing, four to five. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's yeah. crazy. So you don't even get even money on that. Nope. It's crazy, man. <laughs> but yeah, you mentioned the defense, and I think that's underrated. Like Durant at power forward, he was great, oh, yeah. uh, yep. especially against the Warriors. So I mean, they're going to be very chaotic, and again. Like, yeah, they may give up a lot of points, but they're going to score more than you. <laughs> so yep. that's uh, basketball, right? We're going to have to come up with a new uh, hyperbolic name for the death lineup. Right? I was thinking fatality lineup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We got combat. some time to work on it. But, yeah. uh, oh, my gosh, you put, put Durant in where Barnes was. That's just terrifying. Yeah. Um, we'll talk about Barnes a little bit. Uh, so let's talk about the KD thing here. Get to him. We'll do a lot of fantasy stuff. Um KD had the 30.5 usage rate last year. Uh, loses Westbrook, but gains Curry and Clay. So from a usage standpoint, um, do you think he's going to see a little downtick? Or what do you see, just pure usage uh, out of KD? Straight usage, I, I think a, a slight downtick is, uh, could be expected. He'll probably hover in the high 20s, I would imagine. Yep, I'm with you. Yeah. And then um, I saw he was 44% on his open threes in the playoffs. So he's going to get a lot of... I mean, people forget he's one of the greatest isolation scorers ever. And uh, he could spot up and shoot threes, man, with, uh, with his size, too. So he's going to get a lot of open looks. And I don't know how you're going to defend, what, three top five shooters in the NBA on the same team? <laughs> so yeah. it's, just, it's just unreal how, how many threes... They're going to... Do you think they break their old record from last season for most threes in a season? I think so, yeah. yeah. I mean, Curry and Thompson aren't, aren't getting worse anytime soon, and you just add Durant to that. And like you mentioned, I mean, they might all get a slight bump down in usage, but efficiency is going to be coming up because they're all just going to get easy looks. There's no way a defense is going to be able to cover them all. Um so I think that that bump in efficiency is going to really help their fantasy value to kind of balance out any loss of usage. Yeah, Kevin Durant sixty three point four on true shooting. Uh, Durant was like over 65, uh, 67, I think it was. 
Oh, gee. Like, I, I don't even I don't, – like, they're going to be first in the NBA in free throw percentage, first in the NBA in three-point percentage, three points made, points made. Like, every offensive category, they're going to just kill. Yeah, it's frightening. Um, so, were you, before today, we were probably saying Durant's number two uh, in eight-cat, nine-cat. Well, do you see him dipping at all? I mean, he's he's scoring. It's going to dip for sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's definitely top three. Uh I wouldn't hesitate to take him number two, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think his pace will go up. They're going to probably play at 104 pace, I want to say. So you're getting, you know, four or five extra possessions to help out there. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and the efficiency is still going to be really good. Uh, so, yeah, I, I'm probably still – I mean, he's so good on percentages, and he's going to probably be, hands down, the, the best. Well, I guess Curry will probably be up there, too, for a most helpful percentage player to own. So yeah, he's yeah. he's he's still two for me, man. Um, yeah, I think the, pretty much it's every it's going to be those three guys shooting, and we'll see. I think Clay probably will lose a little bit. I'll talk about him in a second. Yeah, and uh, OKC. I mean, you mentioned their the pace of, of Golden State. OKC is a fast team. They have ninety nine point four possessions per game last year. Um, Golden State was number two in the league. They were up at one hundred one point six, which you can only imagine is going to go a little bit higher this year. So that's just another another sort of mitigating factor for Durant that I think will help buoy his value. Yep, I think so too. So let's change to uh, Steph. Um, stat I looked up on Steph. He had a, a twenty nine point nine usage rate with Clay. Um, overall on usage, he was at thirty two. So he's going to see probably another down tick. I think we'll see him pretty much right around Durant. Uh, he'll be in that upper twenties. Uh, kind of range, uh, and yeah, I mean, sixty-six point nine true shooting percentage. Like, that, I don't know if that's sustainable. I don't. I don't see him matching his three pointers. Uh, his beating his three point record with the downtick on usage, but still, I, I still think he's the number one fantasy player to take. Yeah, he was just so far ahead of the field this year that even you know a five percent haircut is still going to leave him as the number one pick. Um, yeah, even like a 15% haircut. Yeah, I was good. being conservative, yeah. but you're right. You're right. Yeah. I mean, he was just so much better than, than the field that even if those three pointers come down a little bit, he's still going to lead the league. Um, his true shooting percentage, you mentioned 66.9%. That's probably not sustainable, but maybe it is. I mean, he's going to get even easier looks this year. So why not have another gaudy true shooting? Yeah, it's, it's insane. And, uh, when Curry was on the court, they had a one Oh four, uh, um, pace, and then in the playoffs, it was actually down. It was 101.5. So, yeah, I, I see a lot of pace, a lot of three-pointers, man, and a lot of easy layups, too. I mean, when you're defending a team like that in the perimeter and you're putting such a high focus on it, you're going to give up a lot of backdoors and a lot of pump fakes are going to be falling for and all that. So, yeah, yeah. they're, they're going to be unreal. Um, so we could kind of move on. I think Clay is probably the big loser here. Uh, had a 25.2 usage rate with Curry, so that's going to see another downtick. So I think he's looking at usage in the low 20s. Um, so yeah, you're probably talking about, man, I want to say 20% output loss in points. So I mean, he'll still get his other stats, but his scoring will go down. So I think he falls. He was looking at probably around late first uh, in, in season-long leagues, but now I think he's looking probably like, I want to say late second. I think he, I think he's kind of the bigger loser of this group. Yeah, I'm with you there. I think he's. Um, I I'm certainly wouldn't take him in the first round, which I, you know, 
advocated this this most recent season, and he kind of was a slight disappointment. Um, but he's still at second round value. Uh, I'd I'd almost put him in the early third right now, just because I'm a little bit more leery of him, as you mentioned, than Durant or Curry. Um, I think any drop in usage is going to hurt him the most because he relies so heavily on three pointers and points for fantasy value. Uh, he doesn't really get the steals and assists and boards and blocks and all all those goodies to kind of make up for a drop uh, offensively. So yeah, I'd push him more toward the third round. Yeah, and he's—I mean—he's open a lot, anyways. So he's—I don't think that we'll see a big uptick on him uh, for efficiency. Uh, what uh, about almost fifty? Or actually, over fifty percent of his shots. Fifty fifty-three percent of his shots were open mm. uh, last year. So yeah, only ten only ten percent with very tight. Uh, and yeah, he was forty-five percent on wide open threes. Had a ridiculous amount of them. Two point four wide open threes a game is crazy. Three point seven open. Three's a game, so he's and that's uh yeah. So you're taking, I don't see him getting more open uh, with Durant. So yeah, it's a little downtick there, but uh, yeah, he's gonna play. Do you think he's gonna play probably more uh, shooting guard now? I mean, because he, he played a lot of three and it's a little bit. So I think he's gonna be more now that Durant's there and Barnes isn't around. Uh, I think he's gonna play pretty much straight too. Yeah, yeah, I would imagine the same thing. Another thing that hurts Clay is he, you know, he shoots great from the line. He's up almost ninety percent past two years, but he only gets there. He he was two point eight times per game last year. So um, when you when you weight that free throw percentage, doesn't really help you all that much. Uh, do you see Durant's free throw rate going down a little bit? Uh, no, I think he's going to hold steady. Yeah, he's going to probably be what? Uh, I mean, he will probably be in the up. Upper single digits or what? Um, yeah, I think Durant will probably be around seven per game, which is where he was last year. Uh, that went up in the playoffs, but that's atypical. Um, I think he's aggressive enough. He'll find his way to the line. Yep, same here. So let's move on to Draymond really fast. Uh, I don't even really see a reason to talk about him. Uh, he doesn't count in his usage rate. You're talking about a guy who's going to score low double-digit points, but who cares? He, his values in rebounds, defense, and assists, 7.4 assists last year. So I don't... I'm not affected by him at all. Yeah, I'm with you there. Uh, I don't think Durant's arrival affects him. He's just too versatile. He can get it done anywhere. Uh, probably going to find a lot more minutes at the center, I'd expect, especially since Andrew Bogut's likely on his way out. Um, so I still like him as a maybe early second-round kind of guy. Yep. And speaking of which, uh, Andrew Bogut reportedly from Adrian Wojnarowski that he is – uh, possibly heading to Dallas. So Dallas is going to pick up the pieces from this Golden State deal. Um, good spot, good spot, good landing, good landing spot. Um, but what do you think about Bogut's fantasy value? A guy is just way hurt way too often. Yeah, the injury problems are tough. Um, I'd view him basically as a boards and blocks specialist in the late rounds. Uh, field goal percentage, he can help you, but he just frequently doesn't touch it, and he definitely doesn't look to score. Um, so I'd look at, look at him as a late round kind of flyer. Yeah, just I think his upside definitely increases. Going to get more shots. Um, guy was pretty good. Uh, what when he was when he was really cruising with Milwaukee again? This is many many moons ago. He was you know a pretty good fantasy guy for, for the blocks and like you said field goals. So I think he's like you said on the a late round target. But the, I'm more concerned about the, the injuries than anything else by mile. Yeah. Yep, injuries and free throw percentage. He was down to 48% from the line last year. Uh, that just hurts, and he scored 5.4 points per game. 
I'm with you. I think he's going to get more touches, but I still still wouldn't really reach for him until the late rounds. Yep. All right. So we're good there. Uh, anybody else we want to talk about? I mean, Damian Jones is on the is on the radar now. Uh, the number thirty pick, uh, Kivon Looney's on the radar now. I mean, if, yeah. assuming the thing we we have to keep keep in mind is the Warriors are going to pick up some pieces. They're going to get those guys who are older, who want to chase a ring. Call it the old David West, leaving eleven million dollars on the table. I don't think West would leave money on the table again, given the way the the cap went up. So, uh, what do you what's your what do you think about it? anybody else that intrigues you right now? Yeah, it's funny. David West uh, sprung to mind for me as well, but I think they could just bring back Barbosa on a minimum deal. Um, you know, a guy like Chuck Hayes maybe could <laughs> fill out their front court. Uh, yeah, they're going to be very attractive, as you said, for ring chasing veterans. Yep. Um, anybody else? Um, yeah, I think we're I think we're good. We'll we'll, re- we'll revisit this certainly. So let's switch over to OKC. Uh, unless you want to add anything else. No, I think we're good on the Warriors. Uh, yeah, as you said, we'll have to come back and see where all the pieces fit once they make their, their little smaller signings. But for yeah. now, we've pretty much covered all the, all the big guns. Yeah, so another big fantasy winner here. Uh, actually, actually, we can talk. We'll talk about Barnes at the end. Uh, so heading to OKC, you've got to think about Westbrook here, uh, without a doubt. Guy, 40.0 usage rate without Kevin Durant last year. Uh, 31.8 with KD. So it's uh that's crazy, and also Woj just now saying that Bogut is nearing a deal uh, with Dallas. So that's interesting. We'll, so keep that in mind. So what's your thoughts on Westbrook? I mean, if you're playing DFS, his price is going to be like thirteen, fourteen thousand. I think and you may still use him. Yeah, he's going to be just crazy. I mean, what's the over under on his triple doubles this year? <laughs> Seriously, it's going to be nuts. Um, I mean, he's been a top ten guy in eight cat and nine cat despite having huge turnovers. Uh, for both of the past two years, he's he's just elite. I think you got to think of him as a possible number three pick this year. Um, you mentioned his usage last year, and back in 2014-15, he had a 32.5 usage rate with Durant on the court, which is already incredibly high, <laughs> and it spiked to 42.2% without Durant. Jeez. I mean, you know, he's got Oladipo alongside him now, but he's still he's he's going to push forty percent usage, which is just outrageous. Yeah. Oh man. So what about eight cat? I mean, second pick. I mean, you take him over KD in an eight cat. Uh, that's tempting. Yeah, I'd think about it, but he's never been top three season on a season long basis in eight cat. So uh, yeah, but with this bump and in, in usage, and he's just a monster. He was healthy last year. Uh, I'd consider number two, but I like him right now at number three. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Uh, so another big winner here is Victor Oladipo. Uh, he, who a guy was looking like late mid round pick, and now he's an early round pick. Uh, going to see a real nice bump in usage. We love Oladipo for a, a lot of different things. He's definitely going to start now. Um, you know, I was a little bit concerned he may come off the bench to help out, but now I think he has to start. So I like Oladipo a lot now. So I'm thinking probably like third round. Something along those lines. Yeah, I think he gets bumped up from previously. I had him maybe in the 40, 50 range, but I'm putting him now as you know as high as 20. Um, so I'd, I'd give him a look uh, around midway through the second round. His usage is absolutely going to go up. His playing time is going to go up, uh, which actually fell to 33 minutes per game last year. Uh, that's going to spike. His field, he was a career-high field goal percentage last year. He improved his three-point shooting to a career-high 34.8%. Um, so he's just he's on the upswing. He's entering his prime. 
he gets you the steals. He's just a beast in almost every category. So, uh, yeah, I really like him. Yep. Another big winner, too, is Steven Adams. Uh, he's going to be uh, playing a ton of minutes. Only played 25 minutes a game. But with no more surge, no more KD playing the four, uh, he is going to get all he can eat down there. So uh, a guy that I'm looking at, probably solid. I hate the free throw percentage. That's the only thing. But you're looking at a guy probably like seventh, eighth round, depending on your free throw situation. Yeah, I'm with you there. Uh, I mean, he had a nice breaking out party in the playoffs, and uh, the free throw percentage hurts. Um, he also has he had under one assist per game last year, uh, only half a steal. You'd like to see him be able to do a little bit more with the ball when he gets on the post, uh, find teammates, but he is a good passer, so I think with a definitely bigger offensive role coming his way, we could see a bit of a spike there. Um, and in any case, he's going to be a beast in rebounds, blocks, field goal percentage, exactly what you look for in a kind of late middle round big man. Yep, sounds about right. All right, so let's move. Uh, Cameron Payne, I think, is interesting too. I think he's going to play more minutes. Um, where do you see Westbrook's minutes falling? I mean, he's not that high, only 34.4. Do you see him seeing a little bit more playing time on top of the usage uptick? I think a little bit, but I don't. I think OKC is wisely going to be afraid of just burning him out. Cause when he's on, when he's on the court, he's just a hundred percent at every moment. So, uh, you know, if you expect him to play thirty-seven minutes a game over eighty games, and then the playoffs uh, potentially, that's just asking too much. Um, you want to protect a guy who's now the face of the franchise for sure. Uh, so, I, you know, I think maybe thirty-five, thirty-six tops, but I don't see a huge spike. Yep, I'm with you here. Uh, and yeah, Dallas is going to take Bogut on as uh, as Woj is tweeting. So yeah, that's interesting sure. stuff. Uh, the 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 Warriors East uh, coming up in Dallas. Uh, another winner here would be Ennis Cantor, a guy who very very insignificant when he's out there with KD and Westbrook. So he's going to see a bump. Uh, Thirteen points per game last year. Uh, Eighty two games too. Th- uh, Eight point one boards. So he's uh he's on the radar again. A guy I'm not too high on. And I'm sure you're not either with the low block total. But yeah, he's uh, looking like uh, an early, late pick, you know, like round around pick 90, something along those, along those lines. Maybe a little yeah, higher. I've, I've frequently been down on Cantor because of the lack of defensive stats. He's on a per 36-minute basis last year. He was at .5 steals and .7 blocks. Uh, you just want more than that out of a big man. But he also, on the same token, per 36 averaged almost 22 points and 14 rebounds. Uh, solid percentages. He shoots almost 80% from the line last year. Um, definitely going to see an uptick in minutes. He was just at 21 per game last year. Uh, that's got to go up. I think OKC is going to experiment more with Cantor and Adams on the court at the same time. Um, so, I, yeah, I actually rather like him as a sort of middle round, late middle round target. Yep. So we're, uh, we're on board there. All right, so let's talk about Harrison Barnes. He is almost certainly going to Dallas on a max deal. Uh, a guy who was not that not that great, even without Curry and Clay, I was surprised to see he only had a twenty usage rate uh, without those two guys next to him, which I thought was very very small. Um, you know, pretty decent. Not a lot of defensive stats. I think he's going to hit two threes a game. Uh, he's always been a pretty decent shooter, um, playoffs notwithstanding. <laughs> so, where do you see him kind of fall into this? Um. Yeah, he's an interesting guy. I, I think he's obviously going to get an uptick. Uh, the Mavs are going to need to just feed him a lot of touches, a lot of minutes, uh, especially with Dirk on a slow decline. Um, he's coming off career highs in points, uh, assists, three-pointers. Uh, he shot 47% from the field. He's got a good good efficiency. Um, so I, I like him as a 
maybe guy in the 70, 80 range, and that's being somewhat conservative, I think. I, I imagine a lot of other owners are going to look at him, see him as the, you know, the, the future of the franchise, the max player, and, and reach for him probably even earlier. Sounds good to me. Um, but I, what do you think for DFS? Do you think he's going to be kind of uh, someone that you're going to want to use most nights? Yeah, I think especially early in the year, because FanDuel has a tendency to, especially FanDuel, uh, to be slow raising their raising the salaries. So I think, although Barnes will probably come in with a significant bump, he'll, I imagine he'll be undervalued for the first few weeks. So I'm going to look to target him early and often. Yep, uh, I think so too. I'm definitely curious to see where he fits in with uh, coming in at his prime, 24 pretty much. So he's definitely someone to keep an eye on. Another Golden State guy who is headed out of town is Festus Azili, uh, another guy who disappeared in the playoffs. Um, and apparently now they're saying the Blazers are interested in Festus uh, to shore up their front court a little bit. Does he intrigue you at all? Uh, Fantasy-wise, not so much, just kind of as a specialist. Uh, I, I hadn't actually heard that he might go to the Blazers, but that would be a great pickup for them. They need, yeah. uh, I mean, Mason Plumlee is solid, but they need more depth. They definitely need defense. Um, so that, that would be a great pickup. Yep, that, de- that just hit. Uh, so I don't know many details on that. But, yeah, again, bad free throw shooter. Hate that at 53%. Not a totally awesome field goal percentage guy at 54.8. Those bad free throw guys, you want to see them in the upper 50s. Um, Good shot blocker, though, 1.1 in 16 minutes. Um, So he'll be looking at a nice bump there uh, in blocks. I think he'll probably be top 10 in blocks, assuming he gets to the 26, 27 minute per game, uh, which I think he can do. Uh, But, again, a little little injury-prone. So I'm not too bullish on him, but um, DFS-wise, he may be someone to watch. Yeah, he might, he might pop up in DFS. Uh, like I said, I, I love this move in reality, if it happens, but I don't like it very much from fantasy. I think, if anything, it's just going to hurt Mason Plumlee's minutes, dig into Ed Davis. Um, so that's, that's going to be tough. Yep. All right, so and then we'll talk again the Warriors we got to wait on, so you're... Kevon Looney, Damian Jones, all those guys will kind of put a, put on hold until we see things clear up. Um, what about Dion Waiters, too? Um, I think that they're more likely to keep him now. He had a 24.2 usage rate without KD, so that's pretty solid. Um, but, yeah, I think he gains value. Uh, I, I think so. I I don't know what... what... OKC is going to do if they're going to, you know, kind of overreact to this. But paying Dion Waiters near max money, um, I don't like that for the Thunder's future. I think they should just let him go, uh, you know, reload next year and and take it from there. And then also by the same token, Westbrook could get uh, traded too, huh? It's conceivable, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, uh, if. If they're not going to go for it and they can't sign anyone else, Westbrook's in a contract year, and they just lost Kevin Durant for nothing. So if you lose Kevin Durant for nothing, then you lose Westbrook again for nothing. So that's tough. So if they if they can't get to a contract agreement um, before the season, man, uh, I'm looking to trade Westbrook and hinking it up, man. You'll get a huge, huge haul uh, to get Westbrook in a contract year. Yeah, we've seen the Thunder aren't afraid to make big, bold moves. Um, I mean, that would gut their fan base to lose Durant and then see Westbrook take off. But yeah, I mean, they could get a huge haul. They could get some ready-to-go players as well as, I'm sure, some some terrific draft picks. Um, but that's probably a discussion that's not going to happen for months. Yeah, sounds about right. So anything else you want to add on this, this topic, this huge topic? Uh, not today, but I'm sure we're going to have to revisit this. You know, there's going to be more moves made. The Warriors have to fill out their lineup. 
uh, the Thunder have a lot of interesting decisions to make. Um, so we'll be we'll be coming back to this well. Oh, for sure. Yeah, we wanted to get kind of an overview of the weekend for all the moves and all that stuff. But there, this is just too big of a story. We focused on this. So um, it'll either be Wednesday with me and Jonas or I may do one tonight or tomorrow. I mean, there's just so much news right now. And then Steve had just written a uh, Katie analysis column on, on the site, too. So it should be pretty cool. Yeah, and check, check out Steve's column, and we got a couple more columns uh, breaking down. I think Jonas is going to break down winners and losers from free agency. Uh, I'm going to do a sort of advanced stat analysis of free agents and how they might fit into their new teams. So just a lot of content. Yep, I'm doing something tomorrow. I have no idea what it is yet, but I'll sure I'll figure it out. All right, so we're out of here on that. Hope you guys enjoy your fourth, and thanks for coming on, Ryan. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela, you put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor, because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. Medela, the mark of the fight. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. There are two things that are absolutely true. Grandma loves you, and she would never say no to McDonald's. So treat yourself to a Grandma McFlurry with your order today. It's what Grandma would want. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. At participating McDonald's for a limited time.